The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast. There's so much to talk about, Carver High. You want to start with this uh, Conor McGregor uh, signing his deal? Yeah, I feel like uh, we have been talking about this for weeks or months or, I mean, year when you talk about Conor last time we saw him fight. But he has officially signed his deal. Uh, January 23rd, he's going to fight Poirier. Um, look, Scotty, we've been waiting for this. Uh, they want Connor probably to fight somewhere where there's going to be a chance to put some people in the seats. He's such a big draw. I don't know. They haven't said yet where they're having that fight on January 23rd. But finally, you know, Scotty, you get Connor and Poirier on uh, next month, uh, two months, I should say, on the 23rd. Well, I know everybody loves Connor McGregor or loves to hate him, loves to love him. Uh, they think he's just going to win every fight that he's in, and he usually doesn't win the big fights. Habib kicked his ass. He's beaten Poirier before, but that was when Poirier wasn't what he is today. Dustin Poirier is a dangerous fighter, and I'm telling you, Connor McGregor's got his hands full in this fight. Uh, Poirier is an animal, and I just cannot wait to see this fight. I think it's going to be as violent as McGregor, Diaz, one and two. I think it'll be that kind of fight. A lot of blood and, and a lot of violence. I think it's going to be a very entertaining. Let's get it on. And then they could end up having that. I think Chandler will be on that card with Ferguson. They're going to make that card that night a gigantic pay-per-view stacked event. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What a great way to end uh, January, start the new year. Let's get out of this miserable 2020. Anderson Silva parts ways with the UFC. He had one fight left on his contract. Uh, who wants to watch him fight anymore, Scotty? Isn't that pretty much what it comes down to? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, we'll see if Scott Coker and Bellator want him. Uh, they seem to like signing all these free agents that leave the UFC, but he's old. Uh, I think he's finished. I think it's getting to the point where it, it gets a little dangerous the way he keeps going in in these fights and getting roughed up and messed up. I think he should walk away, but... Uh, it's hard to tell fighters to walk away uh, in boxing or in the UFC or MMA in general. The L.A. Dodgers just won the World Series, Scotty, but they did have to issue some uh, layoffs in the organization due to the pandemic. Right. Uh, it's, we've seen it with a lot of 
uh, sports teams here uh, throughout the United States, and even though the and even the Dodgers, who, as we know, billion dollar team, even they had to lay some people off, Scotty. Look, it's uh, it's a problem uh, in sports. I, I think it's more than just uh, the major leagues. I think it's the NHL. I think it's the NBA. I think they have massive issues with protocol and everything else in the NFL. It's hit college sports uh, like no other. Uh, I have a friend that's a, a coach in the Ivy League. He's now uh, without a job again for a second year in a row because they've canceled uh, the basketball season and uh, it's just a rough way to make a living these days, being on uh, professional sports teams uh, during the COVID. They're not making any money, and they can't afford to pay employees. Wrigley Field gets uh, landmark status. And do you know why they applied for that, Scotty? And they did get it. Uh, tax credits. That's why they wanted landmark status for Wrigley Field. Tax credits so that they can actually do some more renovations there. ESPN announces opening day in baseball Four nationally televised games, Yankees and Toronto at 1 o'clock, Dodgers defending champs at 4 o'clock against the Rockies, Mets in prime time against the Nationals at 7 o'clock Eastern, Astros and A's, of course, who just played in the playoffs, AL West rivals. They will play, Scotty, at 10 p.m. Eastern, a full day of baseball for you. I hope uh, that it actually happens. Well, the Astros <laughs> and A's hate each other. That should be interesting, and uh, I, I think it'll be – uh, fun to see what the Mets end up doing with Cohen and all of his money if they get all these superstar players that they say they're going to go after and spend the money on. So uh, we'll see what the Mets look like on opening day. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates right now, Sports Group Radio, Pharrell, coast to coast right here. Uh, college hoops, Scotty. Uh, you see the Shaq's son, Sharif. He left UCLA immediately. He's allowed to go play at LSU, no problems, uh, no eligibility issues. So Shaq's son going to where he spent his college time and where he became uh, a name before getting into the NBA. Nice to see that. Well, I, I really don't care. I want to see what kind of game he has. I know he's not his dad. Uh, I don't know how big the kid is now, but dad was a monster at LSU. We'll see what the kid turns into. Uh, I've never watched him do anything yet, so I don't know enough skinny about him. I got to watch him uh, get some burn. Now, college hoops, as you know, uh, is a week away. I mean, next week, Scotty, we've got college basketball Wall to wall. Now, I've, I've, we haven't been as focused on it, but they're going to have the same COVID issues that the football's having. They've got a ton of programs already uh, that have paused their workouts. They're not having practice, but they are supposed to start next week. The Big Ten put out their conference schedule, and I know you'll be happy about this because you're so thrilled that the NBA is playing on Christmas Day. Did you know, Scotty, the Big Ten is actually going to play a couple of conference games, basketball, on Christmas Day as well. Did you know that, Scotty? Did you uh, know that they're playing college hoops on baby Christmas Jesus. Day? The three <laughs> wise men, the kings, give me all of it. Elves, I love it. Big Ten rack. Are you kidding me? And and four or five NBA games, a NFL game on Christmas night. Are you kidding me? Who needs family? Who needs talk presents? To anybody. You're not oh, going to talk to anybody. It's great. Uh, you're going to like this when you come back. You said you'll be back on December 1st. Jimmy V Classic, State Farm Champions Classic. Both are going to be held in Indy, the first and the second. What? Eight of the top 13 teams what? in the country. So that's going to be a nice welcome back, Scotty. We've got the eight best teams in college rack. Feed me. Going to be playing those two nights. I know you're going to be ready to go. Feed me, Carver. Hi. 
Get me that binky in the other room. I need one of those to a little binky. Come on, shake it. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, uh, back on Coast to Coast for all with you. Adam Kaplan is our NFL insider. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Kaplan NFL. He's on the show every week, Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. So uh, my last shot with Adam today, so we got to get it all in. He'll be here tomorrow uh, with Keith Irizarry, and then uh, I'll be back, as I mentioned, uh, just so you know for your edification on December 1st. So uh, we'll be rocking. Let's just get down to business tonight. Nobody cares about my schedule. So uh, <laughs> Arizona and Seattle, they had a, a great game the first time in right. overtime. I hit uh, Arizona in that game to win and to cover. And I got to tell you, they had no business winning that game, if you ask me. But they did get it done, Adam. First of all, do you remember what the number was in that game? Well, she, I Seattle think it had was to be a two favorite. and a half. Seattle was favorite, right? Yes. It had to be favorite in that game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. That was obviously the game of the year. That that game, if you recall, Seattle had the lead. Arizona came storming back, as they always seemingly do. Uh, that was in week seven. The game went in overtime. The Cardinals won it on, on a kick. It was one of those what we call must-see TV games. As a matter of fact, I had to get up early that next morning. I'm like, I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to stay up. And, and I did. And I'm so glad I didn't miss it. That is great football. And quite frankly, not much has changed for the Cardinals. But for the Seahawks, they've had way more injuries, which we'll get into in a minute. They've had issues running the football. We're going to get into that in a second. But the Cardinals, and we just learned this about an hour ago, uh, they put their second defensive lineman on injured reserve today. Jordan Phillips has a lingering hamstring injury. He went on IR with it. Corey Peters, one of their starting D D tackles, he's out for the season. He was put on injured reserve with a severe knee injury. So to me, Pharrell, as we, we transfer over here to the Seahawks, if I'm Pete Carroll, and I love to run the football, though they haven't done it much this year. They've become more of a passing offense for the first time in Pete's 10 years there. But you would think this is a good opportunity because I'm told that they think they're going to have Carlos Hyde tonight. They're not 100% positive, but they're thinking this morning was they would have him with his lingering hamstring at you. This is a good time to help your defense, which has struggled mightily because they're not stopping anything. This is by far 
the worst defense that Pete Carl's put out there in the time with the Seahawks. I mean, there's no doubt about it, uh, and it's a massive problem. I talked to Greg Bella last night with the uh, Tacoma Trib News about their problems and how bad they are. He still believes that they'll win the NFC West and figure out their problems. Uh, let's talk about some of their uh, issues in the backfield. Uh, Chris Carson looks like uh, Carlos Hyde will be able to go, but they also have problems with Travis Homer's injuries. So they're very thin in their backfield. Yeah, so right now they said they think they're going to have Hyde. Chris Carson, now he, he took limited work in. They did have one practice this week. It was on Tuesday. He did not participate in Wednesday's walkthrough. Covering this business for 21 years, players who do not participate in the walkthrough, more often than not, do not play. A walkthrough is literally just like it sounds. You have a half an hour to 45-minute walkthrough of your base plays, and then you're done. The fact that he could not even participate in that, he's got a midfoot sprain. The fact that he didn't do that and work in that is not a good sign. Now, if he is inactive, I expect Hyde to see a lot of work. Travis Homer has knee and thumb injuries. He's, he's not expected to play. Uh, DJ Jallis is a rookie they like. He would get he would be in the mix. And also Alex Collins, who got the surprise start last week. To me, it's got to be Collins and Hyde carrying the load because what Pete Carr wants is physical play at the running back position, and I believe that's going to be the case. And also, in their secondary, they're going to be without two of their top three corners. Shaq Griffin, who's got a lingering hamstring issue, and Quentin Dunbar, Quentin Dunbar who's got a knee issue, they're both out. That's a problem with Arizona coming to town. That outstanding pass game, Christian Kirk, who has been sort of their deep threat lately, I expect him to go deep in this game. Cardinals will take advantage of that. Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach of the Cardinals, is great at taking advantage of matchups. I expect him to do that tonight. I expect him to go deep and often against a bad Seahawks secondary, which has struggled mightily this season. They give up so many points, too, and, and big chunks. Uh, 57 and a half is the number on this game, the total. Uh, they've turned the ball over seven times the last two weeks. And I told you that uh, Greg Bell was telling me he still believes in them that they'll win the division. Are you buying or selling that? My problem is, now, now again, their offense is good, and, and I, I want to make this point off of what you were just talking about. The one concern I do have about the Seahawks offense, and this plays into the run game, as much as in the National Football League, you don't need to run the football anymore, or a lot, sometimes you got to help your quarterback out. Russell Wilson, for the first time in his career, is turning the ball over. The way to help your bad defense and to help your quarterback who's turning it over, you may want to control the clock more, try to run it. It's going to be interesting. The other problem that they have is their defense is so bad, they have to throw. So, But again, if I'm... Pete Carroll, I'm telling Brian Schottenheimer, Marty's son, who's done a great job. You know what you got to do tonight, Brian? Help Russell out. Let him cook in a different way. Hand it off. Play action. Throw it deep. That's what they did in the first matchup, and I expect him to do that tonight. So Arizona beat him in that overtime in the Valley. Uh, who wins the game tonight? Are you gonna Are you gonna go back to Seattle, or do you think Arizona goes in there and knocks him off? I am. I'm gonna go to Seattle in a now. Now I will tell you, it's Sister Rain. No wind. The rain did at last look. Didn't think it, it doesn't look like it's going to last very long. But I expect them to win. Now, if the rain does not impact passing, it'll it'll be a high scoring game. But I got to tell you, man, I, I I never thought I'd see the day when the Seahawks became a, a passing team. They are, as I I told people on your show uh, at week one, this is what their plan was. But I never thought it would turn out this way because the the running backs also cannot stay healthy. But tonight, 
it's going to be a great one and certainly one of the best games of the week. So uh, we also discussed, and I just want to get your feeling on this. We discussed, uh, you know, as if they win the division and go to the playoffs, I Greg and I both agreed that there's no way they go to the Super Bowl with a defense that porous. I agree. So in terms of the playoffs, or the division, Arizona's defense is sort of feast or famine. They're very aggressive, but they give up a lot of big plays. The Rams are very Jekyll and Hyde. We saw what Miami did to them in, in Miami, and then they did a great job last week, an awesome job against Seattle. I, 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 I got to give Brandon Staley, their D coordinator, of the, their new D coordinator for the Rams, right? He did a phenomenal job against Wilson, kind of confused him a little bit. But I, I just don't think the Rams have enough firepower. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win a division, but it's going to be close. But I would agree with Greg Bell. It was a great job of covering the, the Seahawks. I would agree. I just don't think their defense will be good enough, and th- there's no way they're getting the Super Bowl with this one. I, I certainly, by the way, the Saints, way better defense. It's not even close. Let's talk about the Saints now. Uh, respectfully, I got about two and a half minutes. Let's get into their quarterback situation with famous Jameis and Taysom Hill. How much of that salt and pepper are we going to get with the sprinkling in of, of Hill to the mix and letting him get some snaps and Jameis getting the bulk of those snaps? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah, I, again. As I said, money, and I'll move this forward here. So Taysom Hill gets about 16 offensive snaps per game. I believe it's going to be 25-plus, and why do I say that? Jameis Winston did not have an offseason with his receivers, okay, and tight ends, obviously, and the great Alvin Kamara at running back. He didn't have a preseason or an offseason, okay? You're, you're talking about three to 400 snaps that he missed. Two and a half weeks in training camp, okay? As a backup quarterback, the only work he's really gotten with the ones is this week. So to think like he's going to have all the snaps at quarterback, they're not going to get Hill in there who knows the offense way better, I, I just don't see that. I see Taysom Hill playing a lot. I think 25-plus snaps, Wildcat quarterback. You line him up at running back. You can line up as they've done with Hill at quarterback, and, and just as a decoy, you, they'll, they'll stick Drew Brees at wide receiver. They're never going to throw it to him. But I expect a little bit of surprise here from Sean Payton, who's been zipping it with the media there, but – I've asked this opinion of other teams and a couple of people I really trust with other teams mentioned the same thing. They expect Hill to be a big factor in this game and until until Drew Brees returns. And by the way, there's, there's no definite timeline here. You're looking anywhere from two to five weeks, but no one could actually pin it down because you've got a collapsed lung. You've got several broken ribs. It's just a matter of right. he's week to week. You'll see when he can come back to practice. But there is a reason why they did sign Jameis Winston. They know he's talented. We know about the We, we know about the turnovers. But to me, you've got Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill as that wild card player, and I, I cannot wait to see this on Sunday against a very improved Atlanta Falcon defense, as you and I have talked about. Respectfully, I got 20 seconds. Do you think that this injury to Breeze is going to have their season go down the drain? No, because you've got Kamara. Their defense has been phenomenal. How about their defense much blind earlier this season? They've turned around. They're doing a phenomenal job, and I cannot wait to see what they do here uh, going forward here. There's no question in my mind. Uh, when you when you look at the Saints, because their defense is turning around, they'll get it done. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big time. Yeah, no, I'm on the Colts, Scott, and this game means a lot for me. At the start of the year, uh, I got that team total at eight and a half wins. It was one of my biggest plays of the year. I got them winning the division. This game is vital. Every Colts game, that game versus Tennessee was huge for me. Like, I really needed them, and I think they can get it done. Uh, I know Rivers is limited, but that defense is absolutely stellar. And, yeah, uh, that line was up to three for Indianapolis, now down to one and a half. I think the Colts are going to get it done. Yeah, my man. All right, Cam. Cam to our top of the hour with uh, Marenzi on Game Time Decisions. Thanks, Cam. Take it easy, Scotty. All right, if I don't see you, have a great Thanksgiving, uh, my man, Cam. All right, so drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of food and party. All right. Um, <laughs> I do that. Uh, Adam <laughs> Kaplan do. is back on uh, Coast to Coast with us. So we're talking about the Packers and Colts. And uh, Devontae Adams missed practice today uh, with an ankle. And what other skinny do you have for me on the Packers? Because, look, if the Colts win this game and they beat the Titans, they beat the uh, Packers, then they play the Titans again next week in Indy. I mean, they could get the uh, hat trick if they beat all three of them. When they first broke out, I thought they'd lose to the Titans. They already knocked them off. I like that Colt team. In fact, I like them to beat the Packers outright this Sunday. All right, Pharrell, let's let's get started. That It's going to be a great game. You're right. Let's get started with the Packers. So, Devontae Adams injured his ankle in the last game. So he worked limited on Wednesday. They backed off today. That doesn't mean that he had a setback. It just means that he didn't practice today. We'll see what he does tomorrow. They're going to get Alan Lazard back. Alan Lazard started the season opposite Adams in the in the lineup. I mean, he, he's been a great story of development ever since he was signed from the Jaguars practice squad in 2018. He had core muscle surgery here back to Myers in Philly. Uh, but here's the thing. You and I talked about Mark, Mark Quez and Valdez Scantling many weeks ago. And it went kind of dormant. Well, he's been starting for Lazard, and he's done a good job lately, so much so that he's become sort of their deep threat. And Lazard is known for being a tough physical receiver, and he'll get go get the football, but he's not explosive like MVS. So my sense is both will share the ball a little bit, opposite Adams. So now they have somebody who could run. They have Lazard who's tall. There was a team, I'm told, in 2018, before Lazard signed with the Packers, there was a team that actually didn't think Lazard ran very well, and they wanted him to be a tight end. That, so that kind of tells you where the team saw him. But he's been a great story of development. And I think when you really look at it, now that MVS is breaking out, you've got Lazard and Adams, and they're really deep at tight end. They can take their offense to the next level, and Aaron Rodgers has finally shown trust in Valdez scaling. It's been a pretty good story. So that's the receiver position there. Now, for the Colts, they come in really, really healthy. The, the problem that they had, Earlier in the season, they had a bunch of injuries on both sides of the football. They're now really, really healthy on defense and on offense. Uh, the only concern they have is Jack Doyle. They're starting tight end. He's got the concussion. It's not been cleared yet, but other than that, they come in healthy. And I agree with you here. They they can match up to Green Bay. 
They have maybe one of the top three defensive line fronts of the National Football League. Right. So they could play physical football. I think this is a great game of the week. It is really tough to call. By the way, what's the line on this game? Uh, Carver High might be able to pull it up. I got the line at, uh, I think he, uh, Cam said it was down to one and a half. I got him at uh, two and a half when it opened up. And, and I think he said it's at one and a half now. Let me ask you this question. Are they the team, Adam, the Colts, that nobody wants to play in the playoffs? Is is it that yes, team? The, yes, yes. But, but, and what? I, let me get to this part, because this is the part when, when, we, when I try to pick this game, I always pick the better quarterback. It's not even close. Rodgers is in my top five for my MVP voting, which I'll have. I vote in two polls at the end of the year. Rodgers is in my top five. He's playing really super football. Phillip Rivers is clearly not the same player. Uh, he's had a game. So I remember talking to the Browns about this. They got to him. He turned it over. They're just, they don't have an explosive enough pass game. The Packers do. The Packers, to me, are slightly better. Now, we know sometimes, as we talked about when the Packers lost to the Vikings at home, the Packers sometimes play down to the competition, but the Packers here are playing a really good football team, one that's very close. I think Vegas has the number right. I'm going to pick the Packers in a very close game because I just don't know if I trust Phillip Rivers in this game. It's indoors. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about the the bad wind, which we've had in Green Bay. But just something, Phillip Rivers has got to take his game to the next level. One guy to keep an eye on is Michael Pittman Jr., who, who did a great job coming back from his injury last week. You saw that. He tell you what, he might have been the difference in that win that they had at Tennessee. How about that run he had for 21 yards? He had, a, he had, a, he had his big breakout game. I think this is a tight game, but I'm going to pick the best quarterback to win it, and that's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. All right, Colts on FanDuel, minus one and a half. So Green Bay would be getting one and a hook. Let's go to the uh, Kansas City Vegas game in Sin City. A lot of uh, COVID issues uh, both teams are dealing with here, Adam. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, let, let's let's get to the Chiefs. Uh, now, let's get to the one injury of note, which is actually encouraging. Sammy Watkins, one of their starting receivers. He missed the last four games, but he's on, barring a setback. He should be able to dress for this game at the Raiders. And believe me, Anyone who's a chief is going to want to dress after the the uh, the Raiders did a little bit of dancing after their win at Kansas City earlier this season. Now, here's the problem the Chiefs have right now. Both of their tackles, left tackle Eric Fisher, right tackle Mitchell Schwartz, in addition to his back injury, both of their tackles are on the reserve COVID list. That's a problem. So Mike Remmers, who could play guard or right tackle, he could still fill in for Schwartz like he's been doing. But this really makes some light at tackle. That's not good. And now for the Raiders. They currently have six starters on their defense on the reserve COVID list and one on offense. That's right tackle Trent Brown, which is who does not have a return date. So they're hopeful they're going to get some of these guys back, but they don't know yet. I mean, this could be devastating. QMAT, I mean, you got 11 starters on defense. Right now, you can't practice with six of them. That's a problem. No, no team could withstand that depth. And I'll tell you what, this is a revenge game for the Chiefs. We know both teams hate each other. They've always hated each other going back to the 60s, both when they were obviously in the AFL. So to me, the Chiefs are bouncing back in this game big time, Pharrell. Uh, they're going to win, and they're going to win by 10 points because I know Andy Reid. I don't think he's forgotten about what happened in that first matchup. But let's look at it uh, from the other side, just hypothetically speaking. They uh, they went to Arrowhead, and not only yep. did they beat the Chiefs, they beat their ass, and uh, they didn't like it. Nobody likes losing. They didn't like the whole uh, celebration, driving around the parking lot. Exactly. Who cares about that? The bottom line yep. is this is that the Raiders are sneaky decent. They're definitely a, a solid team. They're 6-3. and three. They're playing in Vegas. 
I like their offense. I know they have all these issues, but I mean, you beat them once in their stadium. Why not beat them again? I mean, if you did it once, you can't do it again. It makes no sense to me. Two things. The one game in Kansas City had a very small crowd. Okay, very small crowd. This game in Vegas will not have any fans. So to me, it's the better team. They, the Chiefs got embarrassed at home. They gave up 40 points. I think it was 40 to 32. It was a very winnable game. Uh, defensively, they had some mental errors. I expect them to bounce back. This is a very resilient team. They only have one loss. So obviously, the Raiders gave it to them. I, I typically don't know about revenge meaning something, but knowing that the Chiefs, like I do, and Andy Reid in particular, they're bouncing back and they're winning this game. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain of it. And it would not surprise me if they're the one who controls this game and beat, beat the Raiders handily. But you're right. The Raiders are six and three. They're way better than we thought. It's a credit to John Gruden and his coaching staff. And uh, their defense is getting better. They've had some some injuries, and now we got the COVID issue. But if they can get a lot of their starters back, they can make it interesting. But the Chiefs are clearly the better team. There's no doubt. I, I think John Gruden, I got to admit, uh, he's done a hell of a job in Oakland and in Vegas uh, with this team. When he first got the job, the team was atrocious, and they have steadily gotten better in a short amount of time, in a short, tight window. I think he's done a hell of a job. Let's switch to Philly-Cleveland now. Uh, Cleveland, yeah, yeah. another 6-3 and three team. You and I have talked a lot about Baker Mayfield's progression and his maturity, which we've never seen before until now. All business all hard work, film, working on mistakes, not playing games with the media. People get caught up in his commercials. That's meaningless to me. What do you think of their chances against this hapless Philadelphia Eagle team? You watch them week in and week out. They're the uh, yeah. team that's got problems. Yeah, and speaking of the Browns, I, I spoke to them last night, and I could tell you they feel really good about where they're at and, and how they're handling their, their situation on both sides of the football. As you and I have talked about Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach's plan to limit his dropbacks, he hasn't had a lot of games where he's thrown the ball more than 30 times. It's the same pro- It's the same challenge uh, that Kevin Stefanski had in Minnesota when he was coaching Kirk Cousins. It worked. You limit the drop packs. You win with your run game. They got Nick Chubb back last week. They're outstanding running back. They've got the best running back tandem in the National Football League. But their defense is sneaky. They get a lot of turnovers. They will give up yards, occasional big play. But they, they feel really good about their game plan and just the way that they're managing things. And I'll tell you what, it's the first time that I've covered the Browns in 20 years. That I actually feel they've got the right coaching staff, they got the right front office, and they got the right plan going forward. I, I'm I'm blown away by the way they're doing things, and it's a credit to Andrew Andrew Barry, the general manager, and Stefanski for having a plan, sticking to it. And what you do is when you win in Cleveland, you keep the owner Jimmy Haslam out, and that's what you want to do because Jimmy, he can get involved a little bit. When Jimmy gets upset, <laughs> things happen. So what's wrong with your Eagles besides everything? Quarterback, we've talked about Carson Wentz is just he's not played well. We know about that. He struggles. He got we all know about that. Uh, their defense didn't show up against the Giants last week, which shocked me. On the I know it was on the road, but it wasn't like they had to worry about the crowd there. They just didn't show up on both sides of the football. But what's really troubling is coming out of the bye, the Eagles got smoked. And by the way, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Eagles, is now one in four coming out of the bye. And his mentor Andy Reid, one of the best coaches for in NFL history. Of coming out of the bye. I, I don't quite understand it. I, I've talked to people who've worked for Andy before. He throws the players out of the building, and he, he goes over what works and what doesn't work. Now, of course, with COVID, they have to, players have to be in the area, and they're there for a couple of days. But Man. when Andy was in Philly, he'd send the players on their way on Monday. The coaches would stay throughout the week, and they'd figure it out. Doug Peterson needs to take responsibility for this. It's on him. It starts with him. 
and it ends with him, and he's got to write the quarterback here. If their quarterback gets a turnaround, they're going to win that division. My man, great stuff, Adam. Have a great Thanksgiving. Killer job, buddy. You too. Thanks very much. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so uh, Jazz trade Ed Davis to the Knicks. Uh, He's a vet, big man, banger. I I like his game. He hits the boards. Avery Bradley declines his option in Lipstick City with the Lakers. I could care less about his game. He's a great defender. He's a great (laughs) recruiter. All right, where are we going here? We got a lot of NFL bigs to listen to. We do. Uh, Let's start with tonight's game, Scotty, of course. Uh, Seahawks and Cardinals in Seattle. They played a great game a few weeks ago in Arizona on Sunday night. Let's hear from Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll. He is ready for the big rematch. Playing Thursday night poses a, an exciting challenge for our guys. It's, it's a difficult challenge uh, for the guys to turn it around and, and recover and get ready to go. But uh, we've been doing this for a long time, and, and we've got a good rhythm to it. And the guys took to it and really uh, embraced it and did a really nice job. And so we're ready to go and looking forward to it. This is a very difficult team we're playing. These guys are challenging on both sides of the football, schematically, athletically. They've got a lot of juice on offense. And you know, Kyler Murray is a fantastic football player that really you, you can't keep your eyes off when you're watching them play. He's one of those guys. And so... You know, we've seen it before earlier this year that he's got a lot of magic to him. So we got to do a nice job with him. And boy, they got all kinds of guys we're dealing with. So uh, it's a quick turnaround. Our guys are fired up to go for it. And, and uh, we always love playing on Thursday night. I'm going to go Seahawks lay the two and a hook. Remember uh, the first game, Carver, I hit Arizona to win that game uh, and uh, the overtime game and getting two and a half. So here we go again. I'm going to go back to Seattle. I don't think they turned the ball over you know, seven times, like they have four and three in the last two games. I think they get back on track tonight. Uh, I thought Arizona got lucky last week against Buffalo. I think Seattle can beat them. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, Scotty, have not lost three in a row together since Russ has been in Seattle. So that's also on the line tonight for them. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jaguars on Sunday. We've heard from Tomlin a bunch this week, Scotty, here is Big Ben Roethlisberger pretty much saying the same thing. We can't sleep on these guys. Records don't matter. Yada, yada, yada. Here's Big Ben. You know, the last 10 games against them have not been good at all. Um, and so, you know, extra motivation, whatever you want to call it, it, you know, we're not taking these guys lightly because they've had our number. Uh, you know, I know we won the last one barely, um, but but they've come here. I know there's different teams, so it's, it's nothing like that. But, but you have to understand that this, this game – um, in this group, these two guys against each other, these two teams, uh, it's, it's complete focus. Well, focus on this, that you're full of it, uh, because the bottom line is, uh, is that the Jaguars suck. I hit the Jaguars against the Packers last week, getting a 14 spot. I'm going Steelers here. I'm laying it. I think the Steelers are going to whack the Jaguars. I don't see how Jacksonville stops that offense. Uh, I think the Packers uh, slept walk through that game at Lambeau, didn't even care about it. The Steelers have uh, bigger fish to fry. They're undefeated. They do want to keep that going. When they say they don't care about their record, they're lying through their teeth. Uh, they want to win. 
They want the number one seed. It doesn't matter if they go undefeated. They need the number one seed in the bye. You get there by beating crappy teams like Jacksonville by more than two touchdowns, and that's what they're going to do. Bill Belichick and the Patriots looking to get to 500 also on Sunday. Scotty in Houston against the Texans. He does not care what the record says for them either. Bill Belichick says the Texans, Scotty, they are a good football team. Here's Bill. My ass. You know, the Texans, uh, I think we all know this is a very, very good and talented football team. Their record doesn't really doesn't really mean anything to me. What, what means yeah, it does. something is the way they play, the way that they're coached, and the talent that they have. They're horrible. The and they're very, you know, very good at everything. Uh, no, they aren't. For Romeo. And I think, you know, extremely highly of him as a person and as a coach. Um, great. He's a great leader. And I know that he'll, <laughs> Whatever. he'll have great a recruiter. great team and his players, his organization, uh, ready to go and ready to compete as he always does. <laughs> Bullsh- <laughs> Ramla. Bullsh- He's a Whatever, great leader. Dude. He's a great leader. Great All right, leader. I, give me the now. yeah. Give me the pass. <laughs> Lay it. Let's go. Packers and Colts. You and Adam were just talking about it. A lot of people have said that this is a measuring stick game for the Packers against the Colts this week. Aaron Rodgers says you are wrong, sir. I do not believe that at all. Here is Aaron Rodgers. I think every game is a measuring stick, and and there's things that uh, you know ways that we can look at. Uh, every aspect of our matchup and use it to our advantage when critiquing ourselves or coaching up certain things. You know, numbers are used to project things, but they're also a reflection of performance. And obviously they've had really nice Thank performances you, so far through nine games on defense. <laughs> We've done really well on offense. So it is a good matchup that we look forward to. But, you know, I don't know about measuring stick. I think every week in the NFL, you know, it's about winning and it's about execution. And we've played How about great defenses in the past and, and done well. We've played defenses that rank really low and not done well. So it just depends on the execution. Oh, God, the rhetoric. Let me let me ask you this question. <laughs> if they play like they did against Jacksonville, you know they're going to lose to the Colts, right? There you go. There's That's your correct. game plan. Thank you. Next. There's your measuring stick. Uh, The one thing that I can't wait for. Now, I'm looking forward to this game, Scotty, on Sunday night between the Chiefs and the Raiders. I think it's going to be a fun game. But I can't wait for it to be over because I'm tired of hearing about the dopey bus ride that the Raiders took around Arrowhead the last time they played. Is there any – have you ever heard more nonsense than this week between the two teams? Here is Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. he got to be jacked up anytime you play the Raiders, and he had to mention – the dopey bus ride also. Here's Patrick. If you're not uh, ready to go in this game, I'm playing a divisional opponent, uh, playing against a good football team, you know it's going to mean a lot going towards the AFC West standings, uh, then uh, you're not in the right sport. So, I mean, uh, for me, it's just it's just as important as any other game uh, in the division, no matter if they took the victory lap or not. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, it's It's so cheesy. Who cares about all that? All I know is uh, I had the Raiders with the points in the first game, and no one's given them any chance at all in this game. Adam, nobody. All I know is when it was at seven and a half, I grabbed it. I think it'll be a better game than everybody else does. They hate each other's guts. When that happens, you get a good game. And I think that's exactly what it'll be. Everybody thinks this is going to be a Chiefs blowout. How do you get that from that first game? I'll never know because the first game, 
uh, the Raiders punched him in the mouth. And if they play at that level or anywhere above that level, I think they'll be in the game. I'll take it, uh, the points. I'll middle it. Chiefs win, Raiders cover. I know that we've been kicking the Eagles a lot uh, while they've been down here the last couple of weeks, Scotty. We've heard from Peterson this week and Lane Johnson. Apparently in Philadelphia, there's been this perception that uh, the Eagles don't practice well, that they have sloppy practices. Here is quarterback Carson Wentz to defunct that uh, statement. That is not true at all, Carson says. Here he is, Scotty. Are my practice is perfect, no. I mean, that's why, that's why it's practice. But um, as far as sloppy practice habits and those things practice. for one i mean you guys are out there every day and and then you guys are asked to leave so the media is not even out there so i don't know where that's coming from um but it is what it is you know i i know i'm not perfect I know I, that's why it's practice and i got to be better um all the time but um i'm always out there working i know everybody else is so i haven't seen any of that from from myself or really from anybody we're out there um busting our tails every day and um do mistakes happen absolutely but is that something that that I've seen or that I'm worried about from myself or anybody else. No, I'm not. Look, the picture we just showed you, the graphic of him looking down, uh, that's exactly who he is now. What has <laughs> happened to this guy uh, where they were like gifting this guy multiple MVPs and Super Bowl rings? He had nothing to do with them winning the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Foles was the reason they won that Super Bowl. The game he had that day, that MVP shine that he had. All I know is ever since then, this guy's been a mess, and that team sucks. I don't care what anybody says. I won't be surprised at all if Judge and the Giants uh, beat them in the division race. And I have no uh, disregard for the fact that Alex Smith's playing great for the Washington football team. If he could get them winning, they might find a way in. Uh, Dallas is the only team I think that's out of it. Let's go to the Saints now, Scotty. It's only been four days uh, since Drew Brees got hurt, but head coach Sean Payton, he's already had enough of talking about his quarterback situation, who's going to play more between Winston and Taysom Hill. Uh, he would rather, Scotty, talk about what he's having for breakfast. Here is Saints head coach Sean Payton. I like talking Sean, about that. Sean, can you share any updates on your quarterback position this week? No updates, Mike. I'm eating my bagel. I was hoping to be chewing it when you asked that question. <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> Just chewing the bagel. Bobby, you are so funny. <laughs> um, can you, you, no update on Drew's injury status either? Nope. Nothing point? specific. Yeah. Nothing there. What kind of bagel? Uh, is it an everything bagel or is it like sesame seed? Or? It's an everything it's a bagel. Poppy seed steamed bagel. No, it's an everything. Hard to find, actually. With cream cheese. <laughs> yep. Hey, coach, do you like <laughs> Smucker's uh, red raspberry? <laughs> Which jelly are you using there? Are you a uh, one other question, coach? Seriously, are you a? Uh, I can't believe it's not butter guy, or are you a real chunky right. butter guy? Because I like really hate when I go to a restaurant. Margarine and the, or butter? And the what do you want? What do you want to go with? Margarine I want or soft butter. butter. Really? Soft butter. Leave the butter out at night before you have the croissant in the morning. I mean, unbelievable. Talking about his breakfast. Uh, Scotty, uh, let's run through Sunday's games because, uh, like we mentioned Ooh. earlier, I need to get your picks before we go to the Ooh. window this weekend. Let's run Ooh. through Sunday's NFL slate for you. We'll start with tonight. You did mention already you like the Seahawks against the Cardinals. We know that. We have the right. Saints we just talked about. A minus four and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. We have the Washington football team. At home against Joey Covers and the Bengals, minus one and a half. 
We have the Panthers and Lions, a lot of question marks on the injury front, Stafford, Bridgewater, et cetera. Panthers favorite one and a half right now. Another one and a half spread between the Patriots and the Texans, Scotty. All right, so I'm going, as I told you, Seahawks. So Saints-Falcons, Saints win, Falcons cover the four and a hook. I like the Bengals to win outright, plus one and a half to beat Washington. I, you know, I think Alex Smith has been great. The rest of that team stinks. Lions-Panthers, close game here. It sounds like Teddy's not playing. Carolina wins, but the Lions cover the number. Now, it's different. It's at one and a half, so I got it at three. I liked it a lot better at three than one and a half. If Teddy doesn't play and Stafford does play, I'll bet on the Lions to win the game outright in Carolina. And Pats, Texans, I'm going New England there. And uh, the bottom line is they were getting points when it opened up at two and a half. So I like the Pats to win the game in Houston outright. We got the Browns hosting the Eagles this week, minus three for Cleveland. Mentioned the Steelers and the Jaguars before. You don't mind laying the big wood with the Steelers, uh, the 10-point spread there. Ravens minus six against the Titans in Baltimore. Dolphins, a road favorite in mile high against the Broncos, minus three and a half. And the Chargers, home favorites against the Jets, minus eight and a half, Scotty. All right, I like the Browns outright laying the three. I think they win by a touchdown. Steelers roll, lay the 10. Ravens win. Titans cover the six spot, so you middle that one. Dolphins win on the road, lay it. I got it at three. It moved to three and a half. And I like the Chargers to win outright, but I'll take the eight and the hook with the Jets on the other side, middle it. And a couple of other games left. We have the Chief-Raider game. On Sunday night, Cowboys and Vikings in Minnesota, Packers and Colts, and the Monday night game, Scotty, the Rams and the Bucks in Tampa. Tampa has struggled in the primetime games, as we know. Well, and when it came out, I had the Cowboys at nine. Now it's seven. And I like the Vikings, I think, to win that game by more than seven. Uh, if you had it at nine, I like Dallas to cover that end of it. And then Packers, Colts, I like the Colts to win outright. And I'm laying the one and a half. Chiefs win. Give me the eight with the Raiders. Rams, Bucks in Tampa. Raymond James on Monday night. I'm all over Tampa here. I got it at three. Uh, now it's four. I like it a lot better at three than four because the Rams have a great defense and they can sling the ball with Goff, Woods, and Cups. So I like my plays this week. Get them at Pharrell and Avenge.com. Check out who. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Part of that uh, Ed Davis deal, the Jazz are giving two second rounders to the Knicks in 2023. So down the road, they're going to get a couple of picks out of that as well and pick up Ed Davis. He's just a veteran banger, hits the glass, uh, can ball, uh, big body, uh, nothing to freak out about. Be surprised if he, they even keep him around. Uh, LSU tennis player says this chick used to play at LSU, uh, says that her coach at LSU lied about uh, knowledge of abuse at the hands of her boyfriend, a football player at LSU. 
leaving names out of it, right? Because you've never heard of either one of them, uh, the coach or the player. She has multiple witnesses to her alleged abuse uh, at the hands of this football player. Everyone knew about it. And yet this woman tennis player uh, says her coach knew of all of it and continues to lie and say she knew nothing of the sort. She never knew about any of it. Meanwhile, everyone on the team knew it. All of her teammates knew she was being beaten by this football player regularly, coming in with bruises all over her neck and her face and her body. And this woman allegedly ignored it. I hope they fry this uh, tennis coach at LSU. I really do. And I could care less about LSU tennis, but that story is just graphic and miserable. I don't want to hear it. If you have a, a student athlete telling you that you're being abused by a boyfriend who plays for the football team and you do nothing about it, shame on you. Shame on you. You are disgusting and repulsive. You're worse than him. Indiana alum Eric Gordon opens up a pizzeria in Bloomington, Indiana. Carver High says he wants to order out and have it delivered here to the show and Let's LeBron invests in a tequila company. Carver High says he wants bottles shipped to the yes. studios here. 60% of fans say they the don't want to go to sporting events anymore. Have a great one, everybody. Have I run out of time, Carver High, or have I still got time here? You've got 15 seconds left. <laughs> okay, well then I need to start drinking tequila again. And former Dolphin uh, Rashad Jones, resident of a cop, say he was walking around a gas station at 4 a.m. with a loaded gun. Hey, at least he wasn't naked. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.